welcome to a Public Power Crossover Pod. I'm Paul Champoli, News Director at APPA and host of Public Power Now. And I'm Paul Dockery, the manager of the Power Department for Clatskanai People's Utility District <laughs> and the co-host of Public Power Underground. Paul, welcome to Public Power Underground. Thanks, Paul. I'm very excited, very excited to be on Public Power Now. I have been pitching this to you for a while. The crossover podcast, very important. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. So joining us today is Ursula Schreiber, the Vice President of Strategic Member Engagement and Education for APPA. Hey, Ursula. Hi, Paul and Paul. Thanks for having me here today. Hello. Thanks for joining us. So how long have you two worked together? I admit a deficiency. I don't have great chemistry with you yet. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I've been at APPA 24 years, and Paul has not been there that long. So how long have you been there? Uh, a little over six years. So you've had yep. some overlap, though. and But mm-hmm. I suspect the last year has not been in the same building. That is correct. Yeah. Right. It's been a hard adjustment to remote work. I have been engaging in a lot of podcast content. Uh, which is a little weird because I have not been commuting. Uh, Paul, what is your not public power podcast consumption level? Um, doing a lot of true crime. Uh, I got started in that with the original serial series several years ago. Smattering of history. Um, listening to an old Washington Post podcast series on Vietnam tied to the Ken Burns uh, documentary on Vietnam. Um, and I actually host my own uh, podcast that focuses on creating opportunities for uh, youth soccer um, in in cities, primarily focused on D.C. among other cities. So my soccer con- knowledge is very, very low. So uh, my only soccer reference is Ted Lasso, of which <laughs> I am a huge fan and massive. Prop- have you watched Ted Lasso yet? I have not. And you're. You know, your my father has recommended it. Now you recommended several other people. So now I've, I've got to lock into that. It is a uh, cultural touch point currently. Ursula, have you seen it yet? I have not, but I keep hearing great things about it. So it's definitely on my list. Okay, I'm going to. In in, in the words of Ted Lasso, I'm going to bring the chaos hammer to this. Podcast. <laughs> I'm going to bring the chaos hammer. Um, Ursula, what is your general podcast consumption level? Are you are you a a frequent consumer of podcasts, or is this a new venue for you? This form? is definitely a new venue for me. I have not, I, I maybe I've listened to one podcast. I think that someone recommended on um, during the coronavirus on being positive or something like that, but I can't say I listened to all of it and I've never participated in a podcast before. So looking for recommendations in both, <laughs> in both aspects of it. So I am. I started out listening to podcasts in like the the early Bill Simmons days. For any of you who are uh, followers of The Ringer or Grantland, or earlier on when Bill Simmons was just on ESPN and the BS Pod, the Podfather. That's when I started, and I am all at, like his disciples of podcasting. The Low Post, also great sports content, and one of the inspirations for Public Power Underground is. Um, Jason Concepcion had a show called NBA Desktop, which is like a YouTube series, like 15 minutes, shares a screen. It is it is the inspiration for the aesthetic of the underground. I cannot recommend it enough. It is like great, fast paced, high energy and very witty. So if you're looking uh, for sports podcasts specifically, 
Uh, I have not tried true crime yet, though, Paul. I should probably try to check out some true crime series. Yeah, definitely. Well, we can we can move on, Ursula. Okay. Though, if you want podcast recommendations, feel free to ask. <laughs> all sorts. We can go deep in podcasting. Absolutely. <laughs> Send them along. So, Ursula, um, you uh, we were just talking about this prior to kind of getting things started. You um, were talking about how. The, the APPA National Conference is, is set to be held in Orlando, and it's going to be a hybrid in-person virtual event in June and July. So can you talk about the planning for the event and how you're managing the um, hybrid approach? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, it's, I, it's not necessarily your typical hybrid approach, what you would, like what you would think, but, um, but basically we're holding an in-person conference. Um, June 20 to 23 in Orlando, Florida. And then about three weeks later, we'll be holding a virtual program um, July 13th and 14th that will be completely separate. Um, the This is our first foray into in-person meetings since the coronavirus. So, you know, just like um, when we uh, last March, we had to transition all of our programs to virtual programs. Now we're trying to figure out how to effectively and safely hold you know, in in-person meeting because it is it's very different than it was, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, so we're we're working through that process. The in-person conference is going to be a bit of a scaled down version of our normal national conference. Um, typically, we have about twelve to fourteen hundred attendees. We're expecting you know a much smaller number. Um, you know, because we we know people may not be comfortable traveling. They may have travel restrictions. And honestly, just in terms of social distancing and the health and safety of our members, we don't want 1,400 people. Um, so we're we're thinking registration is actually going very well. We have close to three hundred people already registered. Um, but we're thinking in the 500 range. Um, and then we will hold the virtual meeting, um, like I said, three weeks later. Um, that one will have exclusive content. Um, there will be, um, you know, different keynote speakers, different breakout sessions. We'll have a virtual expo. Um, and so people can register for either the full access conference where they get both the in-person and the virtual component that they can participate in later, or they can just register for the virtual only conference. And the virtual only conference obviously is recorded. They can listen to them after the fact. So you can actually see numerous breakout sessions rather than just the ones that you would participate in person. Um, so our in-person event, we have, um, first of all, we have some great keynote speakers. Um, it's kind of nice to get back into um, you know, in-person meetings where you actually see people. Um, so we have Joy Ditto, our president and CEO. We have Admiral James Stavridis, who's going to talk about leadership and geopolitics and the coronavirus. Um, and then we have Bonnie St. John, who's a Paralympian ski um, medalist, who's going to talk about resiliency and pushing forward in, you know, in, in, um, in difficult times. Uh, we also will have pre-conference seminars like we normally do, but we'll have less of them because we know there will be less attendees. Uh, we'll have breakout sessions. And then we have a lot of networking opportunities. Uh, we'll have some smaller kind of networking um, morning conversations where there are smaller groups that can kind of get together in different areas. Uh, we're also doing a um, kind of a can't remember the name right now, but kind of a networking pod, I guess it's called, where we, if people want, we will just team them with um, other registrants ahead of time. So if they just want to network with a smaller group and not go to these large um, receptions, they can do that. Um, and then we're, um, part of the reason we're, we're in Florida is we're going to hold our receptions outside as much as possible. Um, and uh, we just help, uh, we just 
um, I mentioned prior to the taping of this, a few of us just were out in Orlando this past weekend. And, um, you know, the hotel is, is very big. It has really tall ceilings. There's lots of places to spread out, go outside and, um, you know, cause we're really, we really are focused on, you know, the health and the safety of our members, you know, obviously public power and the electric utility industry is so heavily focused on safety that we, we, um, feel, um, first of all, we want to do it correctly and we want to take our members health and safety and the safety of, um, the people, you know, in the surrounding area, you know, and, and Orange County has a lot of, you know, they have mask requirements, um, as does the hotel and we will be requiring masks. Um, but, you know, there's obviously a lot of details that we have to work out that we haven't experienced before. So, you know, we're working through that, but, you know, we're going to make it a really um, informative like we always do. But we're, we're the plan is to make it fun as well and just give people the opportunity to come back and like see each other face to face. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to that aspect of it. Yeah, the the need to network in person, that that desire we've all had for the past year is really alive and well um, and probably has grown over the past year. So I'm glad you're taking safety you know, seriously, um, but also trying to enable opportunities to network. Um, you mentioned one of the, the keynote speakers is going to talk about resilience, the Paralympian a- athlete. Um, uh, resilience is, of course, a really important topic, electric industry, but also one interpersonally that we've all had to deal with a lot this past year to try to be resilient in the face of all of the changes. So um, really, really important topic. I'm glad glad you booked her. I, I assume that was with uh, that context in mind. You know, honestly, we actually had her booked for last year's national conference, and it was supposed to be in, in June in Long Beach. Um, and so we carried her over this year, but it is even more appropriate you know, probably this year than ever, you know, because people have been going through so much and had to deal with so many challenges. So I think it's it's very appropriate that we have her. Yeah, resiliency in the face of change, for sure. Um, yeah. One follow-up I had was around uh, the virtual conference and trying to make it engaging. We've all been, you know, on Zoom meetings, all-day Zoom meetings in the past, in the past year. Um, you've talked about breakout rooms and networking opportunities. How have you tried to manage uh, that interpersonal, getting that connection and not making it a long, boring all day Zoom meeting. Right. Yeah. And I, I have to say that, you know, I'm sick of, I think all of us probably sit in Zoom me- meetings all day long. I, I think we have more meetings now than we ever did. But, um, but I think, you know, we, um, our team has gotten really good at making these virtual conferences. First of all, obviously they're very informative. In a lot of ways, the virtual conferences can, you can get information across probably even, you know, better. Um, we've also found that, um, we can get high profile speakers to participate in these virtual conferences because they don't have to travel. They're not, they don't charge you a a huge fee to participate. And we've also seen that, um, a lot of our members that haven't previously participated in our events are participating. So for example, a small utility that doesn't have a travel budget, or they just have a very small staff, they can now participate in these, you know, whether it's a conference, a class other types of training that we're offering. And then we're also seeing that some of the larger utilities that maybe would send one or two people to a conference, now they're sending 20. So, you know, it just opens up the opportunity for uh, for people to participate. Um, but for the national conference, once again, we'll have some really, we'll have some great speakers, keynote speakers that will be different from the in-person meeting. We have um, Diana representative, representative Diana Deguette from Colorado, we have a CEO panel of some of the industry trade um, representatives. 
Um, we have one on, um, you know, kind of in the environmental um, social justice type issues. Um, and then we'll have, we have a couple more that we're working on that will be announced pretty soon. So we have some really high profile speakers. We have the breakout sessions um, and we have, so the networking opportunities, um, we've been finding that the breakout rooms are really more effective uh, rather than having, you know, a hundred people in a room. If we put 20 people or 10 people in a room, in a breakout room, they'll interact with one another more. So we've been doing that for breakout sessions, for um, kind of networking opportunities. That we had an engineering and operations conference last week where we had a women's kind of networking coffee, and it was it was really good. There were probably 15 people in there. So they, you know, you just connect more. Everybody turns on their cameras and actually has to engage. Um, but we've also done some fun things. We've done Kahoot games. We do trivia games. Uh, where we have prizes, um, we for um, some of the receptions we've done, we've had virtual bartenders or virtual chefs that will bring, you know, they'll teach people how to make a cocktail or a, you know, a sandwich or something. Um, and then we've done trivia games. You know, our most recent thing is the trivia games where we break people into teams and they do different rounds of trivia, and then the winner gets a prize. Uh, lots of public power prizes out there, um, <laughs> and uh, we just ordered some more. Um, but so now our meetings team, you know, we go through these processes and now our meetings team is thinking up the next big thing for our networking, um, opportunities because they start getting repetitive after a while. So, so the national conference, we're going to debut something new. So you'll have to, you'll have to participate to see what that is. So, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, all of us are going to become like skilled at, at the fresh new games, the debuting some new innovative game virtually. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a really innovative time and that creativity, the resilience is grown during this time, I think. Um, yeah. and, you know, I, I would also, one thing I've noticed that, and I, I, I'm not, I'm sort of an introvert, so I, I don't like, um, like, uh, icebreakers typically, but I found that in a virtual environment, they're really good. They're very effective. And our board chair actually in some of our recent board meetings has, has started making us do these icebreakers and it may, and I read something about like, you know, it makes people, uncom some people uncomfortable. But it's so good at like getting people to connect. And in this women's breakfast that we had last week, you know, we started with an icebreaker on, you know, like what was your, I don't know, a skill or a hobby. But then somehow it transitioned into pets because everybody's got a pet. So, you know, one person had like 15 cats and the other had a chicken and a dog and five cats. And it just, I don't know, you just relate to people better when you start getting into those, you know, like personal details. So I don't know. I think that as much as I sort of shy away from icebreakers, I think they're really important, particularly in these virtual environments. Yeah, uh, I am also an introvert, and um, I found that talking about podcasts is a great icebreaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'll follow up just one last thing. How do people sign up? Paul, maybe you can direct us to where to sign up and, and how to how to get, get online and get these uh, conferences well, sure. Actually, yeah, I was going to, that was going to, that was going to be my segue into a question that I had for Ursa. So I'll defer to her in terms of kind of um, best next steps if, if somebody's interested in signing up. But I, the one thing I did want to ask for Ursula was um, given that June is actually probably really not that far away, any kind of key deadlines for people to be aware of um, given that we're fast approaching June? Yeah, I mean, we have an early registration deadline of the 26th, I believe, which I guess has just passed. Um, but we have another early registration deadline coming up. 
um, in the, you know, I think in the next two or three weeks, I, I apologize. I don't know the exact date, but we have an early, we have an early registration deadline where you get $50 off the, um, the overall fee. Um, but you can go to our website here, publicpower.org, and then you just click under education and events. And then there's a, um, uh, yeah, education and events, and you can go under the virtual education and training, either, either that or the conferences and meetings. And then you scroll down and there at the right there, national conference, you just click on that and all the information on how the process will work, the safety protocols, the program, and then registration information, all of that is available right there. Um, we do ask people to sign a waiver um, for uh, when they register for the in-person conference and they will, um, people will need to take a daily health check, you know, just like we all do when if you go into the office or your kids school, go to school, you have to do your daily form. So they'll fill that out and um, have to do that every day before participating. But, you know, we're looking for, forward to a great event and I'm really looking forward to people seeing some people in person. And, and, you know, like I said, you know, I think um, in the future, we're going to kind of look at things a little bit more holistically. We'll have our, probably our, in the fall, our in-person, our conferences will be in person, our major conferences, but then we're going to supplement. We'll continue to do virtual training. We'll have classes. We'll have our, you know, topical summits. We'll have on-demand training. All of that will still be offered so people can participate in, in training, whatever way works best for them. And so, you know, I guess I just note that as much as this has been a horrible year, you know, it's been really a good opportunity for us to transition. Like we, we weren't doing, we were doing webinars, but we certainly weren't doing conferences and classes and all of this. And we transitioned so quickly and so well that I think it's really just been such a good opportunity for certainly for my team and APPA, but I think for everyone just to learn that, like, who knew we would be doing all this stuff by Zoom? you know, a year and a half ago. And now we do everything by Zoom, you know? Yeah, the skills we've developed um, just coping with that professional work life. I think you, you actually brought this up, which I think is a really good point. It actually reduces the friction from participation to a broader mm-hmm. broader group of people that wouldn't have been able to fly to Orlando, won't be able to fly to Orlando. And, you know, maybe wouldn't, hadn't taken APPA up on trainings before because they'd have to go somewhere. So uh, right. I think to your point, uh, Resiliency's paid off, creativity's paid off, and it'll pay off for the future. I, I've had a lot of fun. I hope you all have too, Paul and Ursula. This has been a fun conversation. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. I think if you're listening to this on the Public Power Underground feed, you need to go to Public Power now and so hit the subscribe button. Hit that five-star rating and put in a comment saying how good Paul's podcast is. Um, if you're listening to us on the Public Power Now podcast and are looking for maybe a little edgier uh, and you're in the <laughs> Northwest and maybe you want some like less serious, a lot of banter, um, come on over to Public Power Underground. You hit that subscribe button. You can also find us on YouTube. And if you want to see Paul, that you've been hearing his voice for so long and you want to see him, come on over to the Public Power Underground YouTube channel. We got this video on there. Ursula is also showing up. We got great content this week. So um, I, I've, I've had a lot of fun. I really appreciate you letting me come on, Paul. Well, thanks. Thanks, Paul. And I, I agree. And um, this has been this has been great. Um Nice change of pace in terms of what I normally do for my podcast and, and love to do this at some point again this year. Absolutely. Hey, and I'm just going to pitch this, okay? The National Rural Electric Cooperative Association also has a podcast. Maybe the Public Power uh, Podcasting Pauls can go do a crossover with NRECA. What do you think? Could be, could be. God. We'll see. We'll see. 
Thanks, everybody. Well, we'll we're right. going to sign off. I'll let you sign off, Paul. You got the voice of the Public Power Now podcast. Okay. Well, no, uh, yeah, this is Paul Champoli, News Director, APPA. Um, and Paul, like I said, uh, it's been great. Um, and uh, look forward to um, seeing this on your YouTube channel. And like I said, love to do it again sometime this year. Absolutely. Let's do it again. Ursula, great to meet you. Likewise. Send me those podcast requests or recommendations. Hundred percent. You know that's happening. And Ted Lasso. We're just gonna we're just gonna <laughs> plug it again. Got it. It's it's <laughs> otherwise you don't get my jokes. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay.